Hey guys, so before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know that it's been a little bit tough during quarantine and trying to bring guests on my podcast, and the only way that I've been able to do it is through the Zoom app, and the audio isn't 100% quality, but it's still, you know, really good. There's a couple parts where it can get a little bit fuzzy, but guys, stay patient because today's interview is really good information, especially if you are a competitor out there who's been wondering what division is going to be right for you. Today, I'm interviewing Ariel Jones, and we talk about her experience with competing in the bikini division and what made her want to transition into the wellness division, which is the most uh, brand new division to the NPC. We also talk about her experience with competing in a crossover show, supplementation for her preps alongside with her strategies going into competing and what she utilizes for her nutrition and training. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to tag me here on Instagram at Nicole Fairy Fitness, giving Beyond the Bikini Radio some love. And one last thing, the only way that we can grow here on iTunes is through ratings and reviews. So make sure that you give Beyond the Bikini Radio a five-star rating, and I thank you guys so much. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini Podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond Bikini Radio. Today, I have my friend here, Ariel Jones. Welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Is this your first ever podcast that you're doing? Um, This is my second one. It's been a while since I did my first one. Awesome. Your first one, where did you do that podcast at? Um, It was just like a video Zoom call again. Um, I forget what it's even called, but he's on YouTube all the time. (laughs) Well, I'll have to get that link and put in the description down below in case people want to hear more from you. But Ariel, tell us who you are and what you do. All right. I'm Ariel Jones, um, Ariel Lynn Fitness on Instagram. I'm mostly an in-person trainer, but I also do a few online clients as well. Um, I'm certified through ISSA in nutrition and fitness, and I am actually doing my uh, precision precision nutrition uh, level one right now as well. Um, I guess (laughs) I have a cat. I don't know. <laughs> Before we started our podcast, she's like, I'm sorry if my cat meows in the background. Yeah. I put- He's got the loudest meow ever. It's so annoying. When you yeah. hear it, you'll know. Hope is so small and she just barks so loud. So I just had to like walk her away. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of want to go into your credentials real quick. So precision nutrition is one of my favorite uh, credentials someone can get for nutrition. How are you enjoying those courses? Um, I love it. So it's actually, I mean, the first half of it is exactly the same as the ISSA nutrition, like almost the same wording and everything. So that part has been pretty easy, but I really like 
I just started into the second part, how it's starting to go into more uh, like how to apply it. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Yeah, they do a good job at talking about how to apply and really create like a, a coach client relationship versus just like information. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but Ariel, I want to bring you on because we've competed in shows together before when I lived in Ohio, but I've seen you kind of um, transition away from just doing bikini into figure, but now we also have a new division called the wellness division and you're looking at stepping on stage for wellness. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> when are you looking at competing for like the wellness division? Are you doing it this year? Yeah, so um, I was actually, what was it, like three weeks out from the spring Lieberman show in Cleveland whenever mm -hmm. everything got shut down. And I was going to do wellness at that show, but now I'm going to do the fall show in October, so October 3rd. And so did you prep and then take a break and then prep again? Yeah, so we just went like, um, <clears throat> kind of like a, it was a diet break for a while. And then whenever we kind of knew that shows were going to start up again, we started the prep again. Gotcha. Well, what got you started into competing in the first place? Because obviously wellness didn't exist back when you were just doing bikini. Um, what made you want to, you know, compete in bikini? Well, so actually, um, when I first started, my Instagram uh, was the time of like the YouTubers like Nikki Blackadder and Heidi Somers. And I saw Nikki Blackadder do her prep for uh, her first show, or maybe it was her second. And I saw pictures of her and I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. Because I kind of went through the same thing like you where, you know, sports stopped and I felt like lost, like. I played every single sport you can imagine. After high school, I was like, what do I do now? Like, I couldn't figure out anything. I just was kind of like roaming around, I guess. And whenever mm -hmm. I saw that, I was like, I'm going to do that. And for, it took me like two years after that to start my first prep. And I thought bikini was good for me because at the time, I didn't have a lot of muscle on my legs at all. Uh, I wasn't that, like, I didn't know that much about lifting. And I actually met uh, my first coach at one of the gyms I worked out at, and he's the one that started me into it. It's interesting that you talked about Nikki Blackadder, because literally I remember watching her on YouTube and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, I want to do that. And yeah. I come from a gymnastics background. So like the sparkly suits like really appealed to me because I'm used to like sparkly leotards and mm -hmm. um, performing. And I, I always wanted to have a lot of muscle and look really athletic. And unfortunately, like with sports, I didn't really achieve that because I just didn't know how to lift. And I wanted to be able to display like, I can't ever say this word, athleticism um, in some way. And so I decided to compete. And plus I'm so competitive, I needed some sort of outlet to strive for. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel that. And so of competing, how many shows have you done? So you, you can be an NPC only? Yes, only the NPC. I've done, uh, so last time I counted, it was like, um, I think 11. And okay. uh, the last one is whenever I did the uh, crossover, I did bikini and figure at my last one. Do you have a favorite show that you've done? 
Um, so I'd say my favorite was probably the Arnold. I did it twice. <laughs> it's uh, funny that you say that because the Arnold was my favorite. Just how they have it set up in the back with like yes. all the weights. They treat their athletes with a lot of respect there. Um, they almost treat you like a pro, even the amateurs, they just like treat everybody so kind. And that was like, well, I think the Arnold and the amateur Olympia is like the only show where you can have like international competitors. And I remember seeing girls from different countries and it was kind of cool to see how their suits were made. Um, even how their physiques and hair was styled. It was just a lot different. Yeah, it was very cool. It was so, yeah, like you said, different from just uh, regional shows. Yeah. And so the last show you did, you did a crossover. You did bikini and figure, correct? Yes. How did that go? And like, what made you want to try both? So actually, um, my coach kind of like, he kind of pushed me into doing the figure because at every single bikini show, um, like there was some shows where I would do very well uh, with the amount of muscle that I had. Um, and it's it just depends on who shows up, how well I did kind of I like thing. never like, know what they want, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, uh, I remember for the last show I did in Ohio, I came in fuller and I felt like they didn't like that look on me. And then when I come in super lean, they seem to like that. But then other times I've competed and they said that you're too lean and it's like, I don't know yeah. how to make you guys like, happy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, give me something. Like <laughs> It's just competing. And there's so much feedback that you get. So were you getting feedback of you have too much muscle? Yeah. Um, it was, like, they worded it differently. It was never too much muscle. It was more like uh, streamline your legs. Mm -hmm. And we knew what that meant kind of thing. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was mostly that. <laughs> so, like, judges' feedback will never, like, word things like with what they are it's like they beat around the bush too like yeah. I uh I um I know for like leanness a bit come in leaner or come in tighter like if they say come in tighter they mean you need to come in leaner um yeah or like if they say you need to balance out your upper body with your lower body that means you need more muscle on your upper body yeah. so it's kind of interesting how they give feedback and you kind of have to analyze it mm -hmm. So crossing over and doing figure, um, did you prefer one over the other or did you like, like them equally? So I actually prefer bikini posing over everything. I love bikini posing. Um, I remember whenever I knew I was going to do a show, I immediately started practicing posing and it was because I loved bikini posing so much. Um, figure, I'm not as big of a fan. I think mm -hmm. they... I love the figure physique a lot more than I do bikini physique for myself. Um, but I didn't like the posing. I wasn't good at the posing. It's so hard to do a lot spread for me. <laughs> it's and, hard uh, in general, like, cause yeah. it's exhausting. <laughs> it, like a lot of people don't realize that bodybuilders and like figure girls, you're flexing so hard that you are just like sweating and getting exhausted just from posing. Yeah. And like you do that back pose and your legs are shaking. And if you have any bit of body fat, it's just like shaking. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, even I was, with bikini, like I get some girls in posing sessions and they're like, my lower back hurts so bad. I'm like, you're going to have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then did you just like, I'm assuming that with the crossover, you would just wear your normal bikini change and then hop back on stage. 
Yeah, so what's cool about, um, well, that show, because we did the North Coast, that was the one we ended up uh, at together. Uh, North Coast was big enough that there was so much time in between that mm-hmm. it was very easy to change, um, to get reglazed, to make sure that my hair and makeup was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember right, bikini went on first, and then I did figure after that. And it was nice because doing my first figure uh, show, like having bikini, I'd done 10 shows before that. So it was kind of like a warm up for the figure posing, which was nice. Yeah. And didn't you take top five in figure? Yeah, I got fifth. That's pretty good for your first figure show. <laughs> Thanks. I uh, I know that North Coast show in Kent, Ohio is a long day. It's like a oh, lot yeah. of competitors and um, backstage can just take forever. But I don't know. Is there anything backstage that you feel like is weird that you see when you um, compete? I don't know. It's like... <laughs> It's not weird anymore. Yeah. (laughs) It used to be weird. Like, um, I guess, so, okay, some of the cover-ups that people wear, like, not weird, but it's just funny to me. Like, I had a good friend who, uh, she's on the same tanning team as me, and she always wears a giraffe onesie, and I think it's the cutest thing ever, but I feel like other people would be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I would get too hot uh, if I were to wear that. I usually like my go to's either just like a zip up and sweatpants or like shorts or I'll do like a a silk robe. Um, Something special about silk robes. They just do not stick to your tan. And that's why I like Mm -hmm. them so much. Yeah. And they're flowy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can get a lot of ventilation and feel good. Yeah. (laughs) So for wellness, have you been practicing your posing for the new division? Yes. So, um, I mean, a lot of the posing is very similar to bikini, Mm -hmm. which made it super easy. It's making it super easy to transition. Um, Just tweaking more because for bikini, I was kind of tweaking my posing to make myself appear smaller, to make my legs look more streamlined without having to get rid of muscle. Mm -hmm. Um, And now for wellness, I can accentuate those parts and uh, pose to make my legs look, you know, fuller, more muscular, uh, show off that muscle that I've built, which is so nice. (laughs) Have you switched up your training at all now that you're going to be competing in wellness? Because I'm not sure if you train differently for bikini, since they said that you have, you know, enough size to your physique. Um, That's what I'm assuming, like if you change things up. Actually, um, so whenever I kept getting the bikini like they kept telling me streamlined legs. There was only one prep where I actually did train a little different. And that was, I was overtraining legs. Um, mm-hmm. I had like looked up things uh, a ton and I actually found a bikini competitor, uh, Sheena Jane Fitness, who was being told the same thing. So I kind of followed what she was doing. I know I shouldn't have, but. <laughs> I love her I, legs too. Like I know yeah, her as a competitor. They look great. <laughs> Right? I used to get so mad when she'd say that she was trying to lose it. I was like, no, they're perfect. <laughs> Their quads are like perfect. I, I know so many right? girls are just like, I don't want to train my quads. I'm like, I like quads. I think quads are good. <laughs> yes. And hers are amazing. I hope she goes to wellness or something. <laughs> yeah. I, um, like I said, my feedback's always, you need more size. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, it just takes forever to grow. 
Um, yeah. Plus, I'm just so long. Like, although I think we're around the same height, my extremities mm-hmm. are just really long. Um, and insertions and all of that fun stuff when it comes to genetics on like how musculature looks on everyone. Um, but for me, I'm just trying to train more. But like if you're someone who's more developed in certain areas, like my one girlfriend, Brittany, she's an IFBB pro. She has not trained upper body for a long time because her delts are just so big and full. So you might have to drop the frequency of the muscle groups that are already well-developed or even decrease the weight and focus more so on like endurance-based training. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, I played around with that before I found Sheena. And then she had talked about the, she overtrained her legs all the time because she was hoping that it would cause the opposite when she was dieting, I guess. And then what's cool is like after, um, I did that for, I think for the Arnold and I did. Okay. I got top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. and then after that is whenever I started, uh, I took off like a year, I think. And then I just went back to regular training. I do powerlifting in the off season and then, uh, just kind of keep everything around the same whenever I do a prep. Gotcha. What are your um, go-to moves right now for lower body, like your three staples? Uh, squat, deadlift, and hip thrust. See, that's why I like Ariel. She actually lifts. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I think a, a lot of girls, and they're like, my favorite exercise is a glute kickback. I'm like, oh my uh, gosh. Like, <laughs> if you would just get proper form down with some of these compounds, you would feel the difference. Yes. And then those isolation things after you do that, like feel so much better. Oh yeah. And I, I always think everybody should master their compounds. Um, even if they have some limitations, you can, even if you do a box squat, that's better than not putting a barbell on your back at all. Oh yeah. Are you using any, um, supplements in your prep right now? I know that you're an athlete for Bomar Nutrition. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually drinking, I have sharp right now. I, I am literally have sharp right now too. I'm doing what, what's your favorite flavor? Um, so in order cranberry lemonade, um, kiwi, and then strawberry. Pineapple. Every time I drink the cranberry lemonade, I'm like, I'm not a big drinker, but I'm like, this would be good of alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that one's so good. It tastes just like, um, it reminds me of crystal light pink lemonade. Oh yeah. They're delicious. (laughs) They're good, but they also just really help with focus. That's why I like to drink it in the morning. Yeah, like the perfect amount of caffeine. Like if I'm not uh, doing coffee, I'm always doing sharp. Gotcha. So you have sharp and then are you using like protein powder, anything else? Yes. So I use, um, I use their protein every day. And what's cool is, um, I mean, I have like every single flavor so it never gets old. Don't you have like a tower? <laughs> yeah. So I actually got rid of the tower because I kind of changed some things up. <laughs> but yes, I had that big tower. <laughs> my um my go-to protein powder from them, I really like their uh, cookies and cream. That's probably one of the few protein powders that I can drink with water because I'm usually pretty picky there. Um, and then I really liked the wedding cake and French toast. Yes. French toast. I use almost every day for French toast to make French toast. (laughs) Yeah. And so with your prep, are you following like a flexible dieting approach? Yes. So my coach gives me macros and I just make my own meal plan out of that for Mm -hmm. the week. And then uh, whenever I say meal plan, like it's very easy to just switch things out 
just because I mean 11 shows and I've done almost every single one of those with a flexible approach so it's super easy to plug things in where I need them and then be on the go and be able to switch things around so Mm -hmm. easy I always tell people like if you're doing uh, macros like just find meals that work for your current macro protocols and then stick with that because you're going to make it really complicated if you try to change it every single day now if you're off season it's easy to change it every single day especially if you have like a surplus of calories you have a lot more wiggle room but if you are just wanting to have an easier prep save yourself some time by just creating a meal plan out of your macros and stick with that yeah, it makes everything like seamless and you're not stressing out about that on top of everything else. Yeah, it's, um, I still know people like doing the bro diet approach though of prepping. <laughs> I actually had, like, I had a real bro, I remember that, I had a real bro diet for one of my shows and it didn't go too bad, but I also, like I said, the flexible, like I had so much experience with it that he'd give me meal plans, but I would substitute things still. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd figure out the macros for it, and then I would do that. Yeah, I've had um, a bro approach back in like 2016, but he also really low calorie dieted me. And like, even when I like figured out the macros, they were whack. They were like oh. 180 protein, like 50 carb and 15 fat. And I'm like, this is just a mess. Oh my gosh. That's scary. (laughs) I was only on it for like six weeks um, because he had picked me up after one of my shows that I did in November and I didn't do well. And that was just a horrible experience. And like, this is why I tell girls to be weary of the bro in the gym who coaches everyone because he might not be the best coach for you. Um, Pushing like drugs on me. I think I was only 20 at the time. 20 or 21. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that is so scary. (laughs) I was so intimidated, though, too. Like, I knew it was wrong, but because this was the first person I ever hired, so he was technically my first trainer, I felt like I had to follow through because I put money down. And when you're younger, like, you know, and in college, you don't have, like, a surplus of income to just invest all the time. And so I just felt like I had to listen to him. And I see a lot of women stuck in that position where they feel like they have to follow it. But if you feel like something is compromising your health or just doesn't seem right, like you're getting a gut feeling, like you should leave. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I get those. I get those messages a lot. Like, here's uh, here's how many calories I'm on. Here's my meal plan. Is this right? I don't feel good. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it'll be something like what you just said, like super low calorie and all that. And they're always afraid because they don't want to, you know, you put your trust in this person, like. Some people will be like four weeks out and they're like, I don't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> like that is yeah. scary. And yeah. <laughs> and you should try, although competing is extreme, you should still try to prep in the healthiest way possible and take yes. care of yourself in the best way possible because your body is going to take a toll. You are going to have days where you're low energy and hungry, but you should be incorporating things like diet breaks and refeeds. Like you mentioned, you did like diet breaks as well, which is important if you want longevity in the sport. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, you guys cannot see the video, but she's got her cat on her. <laughs> He's um, so needy. I know. How long do you see yourself competing? Um, like, 
I don't know, forever, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, I don't see ever not wanting to do it. I love it so much. And like, even if I didn't compete, I love training so much that I would find like, if there was something that made it so that I couldn't compete, that's the only way that I would stop competing, I feel mm -hmm. like. But I would find something else that requires, uh, you know, training hard and having like, because I like the structure. I like the, like you said, the competitiveness of it. Like, I'd need something else. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just like an athlete mentality. So I tell a lot of people like, you know, maybe competing's not for you, but you like long distance bike riding or you like powerlifting or you do um, marathons, like find something that you enjoy and it's going to be a nice, it, it should be a hobby, like a hobby where it relieves stress for you. Um, and it's going to look different for everyone. Like I always think about like my long term, like do I see myself competing when I'm like 60 years old? No, but I could see myself like totally getting into like biking or like even golf since I live in Florida, like just something. Oh, to yeah. Active. Yeah. And do you think you've been able to have so much longevity so far because you've taken time off? Um, I'd say so the bulk of those competitions, I did not have a lot of time off. Um, but luckily for me, whenever I did start competing, I did have a little more muscle, I feel like, than the average competitor did. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't feel like it hurt me as much. And I was lucky enough to start off with, uh, I feel like my first uh, coach was very, uh, like, he was very smart with things. He took my health into account a lot. He didn't, like, super low calorie diet me or anything like that. So I feel like that helped a lot with my health as far as going into it. I never lost my period in any oh, prep. Really? Yeah, I've never lost it. But I haven't, um, I also haven't gotten like that super lean, like I've never been, I feel like I've never been lean enough to become a pro, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll see whenever that time comes if I do lose my period. But I've been lucky enough to have my health throughout each competition, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I know some women, like as soon as they start dieting, they lose it. Like any sort of extra stressor in their life, they'll lose their period. Um, I know for myself, like I have a certain weight where like as soon as I hit that, it's gone. Like it's just gone. And it's not even like, I feel like I'm not even like that lean, but it's just a response that my body gives me. It's like, this is too much stress for you. So like if you ladies are prepping and you lose your cycle and your other friend still has it, like sometimes everybody's like body handles stress differently. Um, and I've met competitors too, who are super like crispy lean, like pros. Like I think Ashley Kaltwasser still has her period, which says a lot because she's very, and she's missed Bikini Olympia three time. And to think that she still has her cycle and, you know, is super lean, like I think leanness is only a part of the the piece there yeah that makes total sense yeah and you could still like have your cycle like with doing the refeeds and diet breaks just taking care of yourself and women are very sensitive to dieting so if you've ever like had um a, a male friend of yours that you know competing like i feel like they have it a little bit easier than females oh yeah <laughs> it's easier so Ariel, um, tell us like where we can find and follow you and like drop any sort of like sponsors that have helped you in your fitness journey. 
Okay, so um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Ariel Lynn Fitness. Um, I also have, I have a ton of other accounts, but that one is going to be my main one. Um, I do YouTube, not very consistently, but you can find like all of my old videos, which actually include a lot of uh, how I used to prep and workouts and things like that. Uh, which I think can kind of help to see like how far I've come in this, I guess. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I think that that's really helpful to see like, oh, like she's been in my shoes before I can achieve what she has. Oh yeah. And yeah, you can see all uh, my mistakes and stuff with the things too, because I just keep them all on there. <laughs> and that's uh, Ariel Lynn Fitness on YouTube. Just search that and I will pop up. Um, I also have uh, just like my Facebook page, which I include a lot more um, of my clients actually working out. Uh, my clients like to post like their selfies, their workouts, um, and they're like what they're creating as far as like meals go. So if you want recipes, and that's just Ariel and Fitness on Facebook. And then as far as sponsors go, um, I have Bomar Nutrition. I'm sponsored by Bomar Nutrition, which is just code Ariel, A-R-I-E-L. And then did you want me to talk about the other ones too? Yeah, yeah, go for okay, it. So I'm actually wearing Riderwear right now. So I'm, uh, I'm affiliate with Riderwear, which is just code Ariel10 mm -hmm. at Riderwear.com. They have really cute athletic wear. Yeah, they are amazing. <laughs> I love all of their things. Um, and then my tanning sponsor, which is Rosa Self Tanning, and that code is uh, Ariel RST. Perfect. Which, again, guys, spray tan will definitely make you look leaner. So when you take progress pictures, put some tan on. <laughs> yes, amen to that. <laughs> it's always good to have some uh, cute gym clothes to keep you motivated when you're having a tough day, too. Oh, that helps so much. Yeah, it's a game changer. But thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been okay, guys. So if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year. And you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.